Welcome to the Wright Family Law Divorce Podcast with your host, Ellen Wright, family law attorney, divorce coach, entrepreneur, and motivational speaker, discussing all things divorce and helping you learn to keep the pain of separation from holding you back. And now, your host, Ellen Wright. Welcome to episode seven of the Wright Family Law Divorce Podcast. Today, I have with me my friend and client, Tiffany Kotsiopoulos, who is a single mom from Everett. Her son, Michael, is eight. And we're going to be talking today about sort of the ongoing issues and obstacles and problems that a lot of single parents, mothers and fathers alike, face during the Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's season with their co-parent and coordinating holidays and all of the pressures that sort of come with the schedules and the expectations and the pressure that the holiday season brings. Tiffany, thanks so much for coming on to the show today. Thank you for having me and inviting me. So in your world, it's just been sort of crazy from the beginning to the end. Now, I know you were with Michael's dad for about a year before you gave birth. And then after you had Michael, you guys stayed together for about a year and a half and you tried to make it work. Is that right? So when you guys were together and Michael was an infant, what did it look like during the holidays when you were, when you had this sort of toxic relationship, you were trying to make it work, you had an infant. What did it look like in the early years when you were sort of starting to figure this out, but you knew that your relationship was falling apart? So Michael and I and his dad shared one Christmas together as a family quote and he was about he was born in may december so he was what a little bit over six months maybe seven months old and mike also had his other children so he has four you know other children so you know my stepkids michael's older siblings so you know they, they'd come over and we you know they'd celebrate as well with us it was quiet it was fine it was awkward but about a few weeks later, he ended up leaving and he was on the road because he ended up getting a new job and he was driving cross country. Mm. So, you know, things were falling apart. I kind, it was kind of the beginning of the end at this point. So it was quiet. It was awkward. It wasn't as lovey dovey as it was in a previous Christmas together, but you know, it, it was, it was okay. It wasn't terrible, but it was quiet and you know, but then going on, he, he never had a Christmas with him after that. He hadn't seen him until he was about five. So did what did that mean for your schedule and your family? I mean, did you find it hard to sort of make plans on your end? Would he make last minute demands? I mean, as the years went on, when did you get to family court and when did you sort of figure it out? That following when Michael turned, right before Michael turned two, Mike and I had already broken up and I hadn't seen him or heard from him for um, a couple of years. And then we randomly ran into him and he wanted to spend some time with Michael. So I basically reintroduced Michael to his father. Michael was about four and a half years old. So that Christmas, that was, I think it was July, August. And then that Christmas, he got to spend the holiday with Mike 
and myself because I didn't let Michael go by himself with him because he was still a stranger at this point. I think he had just came over to, to my to my home with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just there to open gifts with my parents and Michael and my, you know, my nephews come over every year, my brother and sister-in-law. So it was just, he came over and just celebrated with us. After that, Michael asked to go to his dad's. And I think the last two years, Michael spent Christmas, the year after he didn't, he, he was with me and then he went with him after. But then the next two years after that, Michael spent it with his dad and he actually even asked to take him for a week, which I was surprised because he's never taken him that long. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes. And then last year, Michael asked his dad if he would take him again. And Mm -hmm. Mike said, yes. And so he was with him, you know, for a week last year as well for Christmas. So he got to spend Christmas day two years in a row with him. As far as this year goes, we haven't discussed yet. I don't know if it's going to be another week or what we're going to do for Christmas. We haven't even discussed that yet. Mm -hmm. So communication has been an ongoing issue with Mike, really, from the beginning. And do you find it gets worse around the holidays? Mm, No, no, it doesn't get worse during the holidays. It's just, it's just whatever. It's, it doesn't Mm. matter. Right. So... In terms of Thanksgiving, what does your parenting plan allow for in terms of Thanksgiving and Christmas swap off? Because a lot of what we see in the family court between parents is you flip flop every year, like maybe one year, even years. Mom will take Thanksgiving, for example, or dad will take Christmas and then they'll alternate sort of flip flop year in, year out. And then they'll also sort of trade off New Year's. You know, we have had, you know, situations where you might have a Jewish family that celebrates Hanukkah and those dates have to be divided up as well. So that, you know, can present its own sort of conundrum. But have you had any static in terms of his family and demands or it's pretty much been the status quo? Yeah, no issues. We don't swap holidays or anything. Thanksgiving, he just, this year, he just called him. He just called him, said happy Thanksgiving, you know. He doesn't usually take them on the holiday. He just kind of sticks to his, he sticks to his schedule. So this year I noticed that Christmas is on a weekend, but it falls on to my weekend. And then New Year's Eve falls on his weekend. So what I'm projecting is that he'll be with me this year for Christmas. And then maybe that week, that once the weekend is over, maybe that week Monday through that uh, New Year's Eve weekend, he'll be with his father because the trend is, one week at Christmas. It's not in writing. It's just been, and, and Michael kind of tell, it's sad because Michael's the one that says to him, can I stay with you for a week? It's not my doing, it's my son's doing. And then Mike will listen to him and be like, oh yeah, he won't say no to him. And then that's how it's planned. Now, if I said to him, you know, would you, whatever, he probably wouldn't. I mean, so Mm -hmm. I just, I just don't bother. I've given up. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, your situation is sort of the reverse of what we often see in the family court situation. People are vying for and fighting over the Thanksgiving and the Christmas. And we've got people who sort of like, you know, will even look at the schedule, you know, five, 10 minutes, you know, my pickup should have been at four o'clock and, you know, he was here five minutes early or, you know, sometimes if the parenting plan isn't written like completely explicitly, you know, someone will sort of take advantage of a maybe ambiguity and try to like one up, you know what I mean? 
So when you have a co-parent that isn't really particularly interested, Mm -hmm. like Mike is during the holidays, how does Michael take that? Is it kind of like, well, is dad going to see me on Christmas? You know, what are we going to do? Michael gets upset over it. I mean, as he's getting older, it's becoming worse. I've noticed that his behavior has been, you know, he's been acting out and you know, when he was a baby and little, he he was such a happy little boy and he's still happy and he's silly and goofy. But, uh, you know, since COVID, I don't know. I think COVID affected all the kids, but like, I don't know if it's just first grade, second grade, third grade. I, I just don't know if it's, I think it's part of like, you know, part of growing up, just kind of their stage. But he just, he's just more sad. Like he's always just, and he's sweet and he doesn't want to, I noticed that, he'll say that he wants to go to his dad's for Christmas, but he'll, he'll say it, but he doesn't want to make me feel bad. Like he's looking out for me and it makes me feel bad because I want him to be happy. I don't, I don't really care where he spends Christmas as long as he's happy. Mm -hmm. And then he also, you know, but, and you know, and I, and I don't mind because I've, I had at this point, I had spent every Christmas with him. So I didn't mind at all, but you know, I just, I just let him do whatever makes him happy, but I have noticed his behavior just declining and, you know, we do therapy and all of those things, karate and, you know, whatever I can to try and, you know, help mold like a little man and to right. be respectful and do all, you know, the, the things that he needs to do. And I try to keep him grounded and structured because kids need structure and they need a schedule. And I noticed that like, you know, the thing that I kind of fall into is like, he'll go to dad's and if I take away his iPad or if I take away the phone or a game, well, it's okay because he goes to dad's and then it's fine. He can just do it. And that's, I mean, whatever, you know, I pick your battles. But, you know, I, I do notice the, that he get, he gets upset. And sometimes when he comes home, he, he puts his head down and he waits for his father to leave. And once his father leaves, he, he cries and he will never show that emotion. And he'll never speak that emotion to his dad. But it all, I get the brunt of it. It comes to me. Right, right, right. It's it's hard. I mean, there's no easy answers. There's no question about it, you know. Now, with Christmas presents and gifts, you know, it seems like as kids get older, their expectations just keep getting higher and higher and higher. I know my boys, you know, they go to school, they see other kids have the latest and the greatest phones and they want this right. and want that. And on the one hand, you want your kids to have nice stuff and you want to give them the things that, you know, we didn't have as kids. You always want to for your child. And yet you have to balance that against, you know, being spoiled in managing the constraints of a family budget. So like in my situation with um, my kid's dad, you know, the boys might have their sights set on an expensive Christmas gift. So Rick makes less money than I do, which is fine. I don't mind paying extra and make it like a joint gift from both of us. You know what I mean? But two years ago, we had a situation where, you know, Rick wanted to get my nine-year-old an electric scooter, but it wasn't like one of the electric scooters made for kids. It was an electric motor scooter that's meant for like mm-hmm. a commuter who goes to work, who doesn't want to yeah. like a fuel expense, right? They want right. to go to the train or to work and, you know, just avoid the expense of a car. And Tristan was nine. And I'm like, Rick, the, he's a child. He can't yeah. ride a motor scooter that goes almost 20 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. 
or an accident. And, you know, I voiced my objections, all of this. And he was like, well, you know, he can handle it. You know, we'll get him a helmet and this and that. I'm like, you know what? A helmet is going to do nothing when he's creamed by a car in traffic mm-hmm. riding his motor scooter. Like, right. look at this. You know, I'm right. so, like, yeah. I'm open to hearing your ideas, but this <sighs> is something that we're not going to do. And it was expensive. It was like, what he wanted to get was like eight or $900. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not contributing to this. This is hazardous. Never mind, Tiffany, right? Like, you give it Christmas yeah. time. January, February, it's snowing and it's icy. Like, put two and yeah. two together. Like, this is a, right. a catastrophe waiting to happen. So I'm like, I'm not going to pay for this. Like you're on your own. So he kind of got huffy and puffy about it. He was like, well, I'll, I'll just buy it myself. He couldn't afford it, you know, but I don't know if he robbed Peter to pay Paul or what, but he somehow came up with the money to give Tristan this scooter. And I'm like, you know what, Rick, we're not doing this. I am not going to let him ride this. It's off limits. You know, you want to play Russian roulette with him, you know, on your parenting time, you can take him to a parking lot over at the school and do very gentle donuts while he's supervised. I'm not loose in the neighborhood. You know, no, we're we're just not doing this. And, you know, we had an argument about it. We went back and forth. We had external family members get involved. You know, you're trying to ruin Christmas. I'm not trying to ruin Christmas. Okay. We have (laughs) common sense here. All right. So, so that was like my sort of thing, but you know, he kind of held it against me. Like, you know, you've got, you know, deeper pockets than me. Why can't you just contribute? You know? And I think there's a lot to be said for boundaries and you know, what you will and won't sort of agree to in terms of gifts. Now I have other clients where, you know, there's a legitimate dispute year in, year out, and almost like a contest or a competition about who can, who can give the biggest gifts to induce. And this is more common with like teenagers into the holiday time, you know, to sort of corrupt the parenting that's already been put in place as a court order, you know, and that's another challenge as well. You know, I know you had some budgetary constraints. You had, you lost a job due to the pandemic and things are tight for you. How are you sort of managing, you know, holiday gifting expectations with Michael this year? No, I'm, I'm still working. I, I didn't lose my job. I'm working okay. remotely from home. Oh, all right. But you're, I thought you said you always got cut. No, same hours, just okay. remote. If anything, because I'm remote, I'm actually saving more money because I'm saving on gas, food, you know, with my commute, oh, I'm saving good. on childcare. Good, that's awesome. So if anything, I've actually made a few dollars back every month. So it's actually better, you know, because I'm not, you know, coming home so late and trying mm-hmm. to find someone to watch Michael and I'm not driving and buying, you know, you know, snacks and coffee and whatever, every, everything's home. Right. So, you know, and I'm, and I'm in my own city and, you know, we're just home besides, you know, our karate, but you, so it's good. So I'm saving on mileage and all that. So that was great. I'm saving a little bit Mm -hmm. as far as Christmas this year. See, I encourage when, if Mike wants to go and get him something pricey, I don't mind. I encourage it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't step in the way as to what he wants to buy him because he does, he, he, you know, he, he's not cheap with him, which is good. You know, I, I, it bothers me. I'll see like, okay, well he got all his, you know, I think about like all the things he would get his kids growing up. And I'm like, I, he better not be cheap with Michael, <laughs> you know? And I, and I think that, you know, but 
you know, so far he, he gets some good stuff and I don't, I don't mind, you know, I encourage it because it makes Michael happy, you know, and at the end of the day, I'd rather just want, I just want Michael to be happy. And I want to see, I want him to have that smile on his face and I want him to have that dad in his life and have that moment with him. That to me is worth more than like a, a competition with Mike, right. you know, to have, I felt that he wanted to want, I, I may have felt in the past that he may have won, wanted to one up me, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I remember our first joint Christmas together. I bought Michael his the iPad a few years ago. And I think at that point, maybe he felt one up. I wasn't trying to one up him, but I just, you know, I wanted to get on the iPad. It was a really good sale. It was before the Black Friday. It was awesome. And I got it. And, uh, you know, he doesn't have an iPad anymore. But the problem is similar to your situation is now we're not agreeing on something. So I don't like the Roblox. I can't stand Roblox. I think Roblox is toxic. I have noticed, and I think since they've been home and being remote from school, mm. I've noticed this lazy side and this like more gaming and this Roblox is just terrible, bad behavior, bad for your mind, just bad, bad, bad. And I can't take it away from him. And it gets, it interferes with our daily activities with taking a shower or getting ready for karate or doing our homework or going to bed. And his attitude is anger, everything, like every aspect the talking back, like his, he's more aggressive. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, um, he got, he got so annoyed one day months ago and he, he, he picked it up and he tossed it. And I wasn't even mad. And I said, you know what? Problem solved. <laughs> and then I felt bad because, you know, his cousins and all the kids have their iPads or their iPhones. Right. And I had my old, I had my old iPhone, my old 6S, mint condition. And I had it and he wanted it. So I little by little let him use it, you know, and I noticed again, the, the behavior changing. And I'm like, I would take, and I would take it away. I would take it away. I would take it away. So I took it away for good. So he hasn't had anything. And I'll tell you in the past three, four months, the past three months, the he, since school started, he hasn't had a phone. He hasn't been able to mess around with anything. He has a lap, my old laptop that he watches YouTube or Netflix. That's it. Mm -hmm. And his behavior has changed and he's different. You know, he's just, he's better. Well, now the problem is that Mike told Michael that he's buying him an iPad for Christmas. Oh. So I'm already cringing and I'm so, right. I'm like, I, I was like taking a shower and I was like aggravated. I'm like, oh, and I'm thinking of all the ways that I'm going to somehow lose the iPad. Like, where is it? It needs to get lost or it needs to stay at his house. Or how am I going to have, is he going to have the permissions on it? Cause now I is he's buying it. So is he going to have his parental controls? Is it going to be hooked to his, you know, Apple account? Like, you know what I mean? Cause I have right. our, everything was synced. I could see mm -hmm. who we text. I could do, you know, all the stuff. So I, that's similar to what you're going through. Cause right. I don't believe that I told Michael, maybe when you turn nine, we can talk about a phone. Cause I don't think that you're, you can handle it. I don't think you're mature enough. And when I feel that you're ready and you're respecting mom and right. you do what I need you to do, yeah. then we can talk about having, you know, those extra privileges, but we get those taken away if we can't do our responsibilities. So then dad comes in like hero and he's like, Oh, here you go. It's okay. Yeah, but right. then I have to deal with all the crap. Right. Right. Yeah. You're, you're ruining Christmas, Tiffany. Yeah. <laughs> you're the Grinch. 
I guess Maybe I'm the I Grinch. Right, I'm the bad cop. I know <laughs> it's that's what it is. Now, um, does Michael believe in Santa Claus or no? He still does. He did make a couple of comments in the past year. I think he must have heard it from a friend. But I, I don't. I, I didn't uh, say anything. I was just like, no, he's there. You know, I, I talked to him. You know, I, he knows right. he's watching you. I, I try to keep it. I try to keep the innocence. Mm, yeah. Now, what, but his older brothers and sisters um, with Mike, I mean, do they have, they ruined it for him? I mean. No, I mean, they're like adults, like they're teenagers. They, they're, no, they're so, they maybe, yeah. Yeah, okay. they play along. Because they're a lot older. I mean, maybe if they were only a few years apart, maybe they'd ruin it, but uh, they're so much older that, right. you know, they, they baby him and they, they go along with it. Yeah, that's good. That's important to keep traditions yeah. alive, you know. Yeah. So did you ask Michael or have a conversation with him about the iPad, like how to coordinate that, if that's his idea of the big expensive Christmas gift? Not yet. I've been, I'm, I'm waiting. I, I, I plan to. Yeah. Right. I plan to, because I just, you know, I don't talk to him much. And whenever I, whenever I do get to talk, Michael's always present. I have to somehow maneuver I have to maneuver a time where I can talk to him in pri- but you know, his schedule has changed right now where he's sleeping in the afternoons because he's working at night. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I have to somehow, you know, or maybe I could just text him, but he's not responsive with text and it's frustrating. And it's, mm-hmm. as I feel like we need to have, we need to have conversations like what, what's your plan? What are you doing? You know, cause, right. but I, I also want to cool off and find the right words and have a good system. I, I want to sound mm-hmm. You know, I just don't, I don't want to sound like a Grinch. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. I, it's tough. You know, I mean, there's never any easy answers, like I say, and it's especially tough this time of year, you know, but how are your parents doing? Have, have they been pretty helpful in terms of, you know, holiday planning and schedules and helping with childcare? No. Not really. My parents are still working. They're not retired yet. Yeah. So, you know, my they're self-employed, you know, they're older and my mom can't really handle Michael. Michael's behavior can get, you know, crazy. And it's very, I don't leave him, you know, she'll do things where she'll pick him up from school for me um, or she'll, you know, bring him to school for me in the morning once in a while. I don't really ask for much at any, anyway. If I have to step out, you know, like she'll feed him, you know, stuff like that. Like I don't leave them alone for very long, maybe an hour or two. But that's about it. And then she's she's gone in the afternoons because they're self-employed. But not so much. It's hard. I, I I've never been able to leave to go do something where I would need her, you know, to keep them for a few days or anything like that. Right. So right. well, thanks so much for coming on today. It was really Thank you. Great talking to you. Thanks for sharing sort of your background and your story and your insights. And we will see you soon. Take care. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. Remember, the Right Family Law Divorce Podcast is not legal, financial, or tax advice, nor should it be construed as such. We recommend that you consult a qualified legal or tax professional before making any decisions about any of the topics discussed in our broadcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe. To catch all the latest from the Right Family Law Group, sign up for our email list and newsletter on our website at rightfamilylawgroup.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.